Hello, and welcome to a critically important game in the fight for the Furby tournament here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. Kells? What's going on, man? Hope you're ready. I'm ready. Andy? I'm sorry. I'm just going through my stuff here. This is critically important. It is. Like, is somebody going to die? Well, their pride may die. (laughs) Oh, if it's just pride, I'm fine with it. Okay. (laughs) I have no dignity. That's why I do the show. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, David. What are the rules and the standings and why this game is so critically important? Well, the rules are every week we play a trivia game and there's a theme to the game and each each week we have six categories relating to that theme. Each category has four questions worth 10 points each. Occasionally a bonus question thrown in. And then there is a final question, which is worth up to a hundred points. And we are currently seven games into a 10 game tournament. In the tournament, each winner gets three points. Uh, second place gets two points. Third place gets one point after seven games. Devo is in the lead with 14 points. Kells is also in the lead with 14 points. And Andy's in the lead with 14 points. Oh, I'm so. in the lead. <laughs> Good job, Andy. Thank you. Way to go. So as you can see, fellas, we are all tied with three games to go. Each one of these contests is critically important because that Furby will be mine. Wow. Those are... Bold word. Yeah. We'll see. It's it's good to have goals. <laughs> yeah, we might we might have to figure out what we're gonna do if there is a tie. Uh, a gauge match. I don't know if well maybe not a three way tie. Three men enter, one man leaves. My money's on Kells. Yeah, me too. Because he's the only one that yeah, physically yeah. fit. So. I'm, I'm already winded <laughs> thinking about it. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, so I was trying to come up with a theme for this week, like I do every week, and I had a great idea. I'll do a topical one. Um, and then I, I did it, and I kind of timed everything out to make sure that it was all going to be uh, timed properly. And then I realized yesterday that I screwed up. Because this this week's theme is Thanksgiving, and if I'm doing my gazintas right, this is going to come out on December third. So, um, have we already done a Thanksgiving episode? Not this no. year. Oh, okay. I don't think so. It's food. We did, we did a food. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. We're going to do some Thanksgiving trivia now. Okay. A couple of these. We're going to reheat the leftovers. Especially since uh, when in the very, very early stages of this podcast, we each did some, uh, I think before Andy joined us, we kind of did some, um, uh, some shorter episodes just to kind of practice and see how it worked out. And I did a few Thanksgiving questions then and I just recycled those. So if you guys remember oh. two years ago when uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. When I did this. When I wasn't here. 
but it was <laughs> that it was fair. two years ago, Andy. So I'm guessing Andy or Dave was probably not going to remember. No, lots happened in two years. I did. I did change some of them. <laughs> okay, oh. good. And, and and that's only two categories. The other four categories are all brand new. Brandy okay. new. Category one is science. Science. How? Every what? year on the day after no. Thanksgiving, NPR's Science Friday airs the ceremony for what parody science prize? Locked in. <laughs> this me. This must be one of them. There are new questions. No, it's not actually. <laughs> no. It's... I, I probably answered the same thing last time. I have learned nothing. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> I can't even make an appropriate joke out of that. That's, yeah, you know what? I I am broke. going to set a new precedent. <laughs> Are you going to rate guy on the first one? No, I'm going with my Furby freebie on the first Ooh. one because I got Ooh. nothing. I thought about doing that. Um... Yeah, come on, Kels, join me. <laughs> I probably need this a lot later after I've gained some momentum and don't want to lose it. Um, uh, okay, I'm locked in. All right, Kels, what's your answer? I said the Itis Awards. <laughs> David? The Itis. Uh, I said the Darwin Awards. I think that is what you said last time, David. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Ouch. And Andy is trading in. So for this, for the purposes of this tournament, each game, each player can pass on a question and get another question. And so that's what Andy's chosen to do pretty early. The correct answer, by the way, is the Ig Nobel Prize. Now, they take some of the they take some of the funniest or strangest actual scientific studies and experiments that people have done through throughout the past year, and. Uh, Give them prizes. So. Hmm. so no points there yet, but Andy gets his uh -huh. Furby freebie. So pick a number. Freebie. Between, what did I say? <laughs> One and five. No. Okay. Yeah, he's just saying that it's not. it hasn't been so free for Oh, him. I see. All right. It's yeah. never been free for me. Pick a number between One and five, Andy. Three. Feel good about three. Okay. You you may this you may get this one. From what country did the majority of the Pennsylvania Dutch originate? Oh, I just all right. Are we talking about the Quakers or the Pennsylvania? No, we're talking about. The, I just feel like this is a trick question. Hmm. It's probably Little Rock. That's not a country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Oh crazy it should be germany but i know how this game works i've been here before <laughs> remember bermuda shorts that, that no wasn't a question remember panama, panama hats, hats? Yeah. <laughs> i'm saying germany okay well the correct answer andy is germany oh thank goodness Yay! look at you <sighs> wow i'm glad i got that out of the way no, just <laughs> tear off that band-aid. <laughs> All right. Question two. 
On Thanksgiving Day in 1948 in Astoria, Oregon, Ed Parsons watched a high school basketball game live from Seattle, 150 miles away in the comfort of his living room. What technology had he invented that let him do this? It's a common technology today. Locked in. Locked in. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm locked in. Diva? Uh, he invented an antenna. Pick up those signals. Andy? Oh, VHF. And Kels? Say cable television. He invented cable television. Oh! oh my gosh. Was, I was so close. Right behind it. I remember that question. <laughs> question three. What amino acid that is sometimes blamed for causing drowsiness after a big turkey dinner is instrumental in the formation of serotonin, melatonin, and vitamin B3? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Andy? It's... I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this because you're going to tease me. Yes, relentlessly. Tritrope. (laughs) (laughs) This is better than I thought. Give me a minute because I'm going to get this right. Yeah, we try to keep this uh, the show under an hour, so let's uh... trifle trifle pan. Okay. <laughs> trifle pan? <laughs> trifle oh pan. Oh, have you still <laughs> uh... shut up? <laughs> tryptophan. I... Oh this one... See, I missed this the one... tea. Uh tryptophan. <laughs> hey Andy, I'll give you half credit because that was a lovely answer anyway. Beautiful. It's actually I have it spelled on my sheet. T R Y P H A N. You just, I mean, you only left out a couple of letters. You yeah, left out the toe. I was really hoping somebody else was going to go first so I knew how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, trivia nugget it's probably, there's probably not enough tryptophan in turkey to cause drowsiness. Um, Drowsiness after you eat is called postprandian somnolence, and it's probably caused by excess carbohydrates, which can increase the amount of melatonin in the brain. Right. Hmm. So it's the stuffing, not the turkey that gets you. And the taters and the rolls. Well, and rolls. I like to do a and the pie. gravy shot after the turkey dinner. And, and the gravy oh, shot. A couple oh. of gravy shots with friends. All right. You have no friends if you take gravy shots. <laughs> Question four. Brining a turkey moistens the meat through what process, which is defined as a process by which molecules of a solvent tend to pass through the semi-permeable membrane from a less concentrated solution into a more concentrated one, thus equalizing the concentrations on each side of the membrane? Locked in? Oh, I don't you even dare lock in on that. No, we are protesting this question. <laughs> No, I, that no, is the I most was... absurd question we've ever had, Davo. I what? 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 I'm thinking. <laughs> I was, really, Andy, I was you're about thinking about that. I am. Uh, it's not that. that. I'm going to say that. 
Well, I'm locked in with what I have. Uh, you know what? I'm locked in. Kels? Uh, Andy's confusion is caused by diffusion. Deva? Oh, poo. <laughs> I said homeostasis. Andy? Ray Gytro fan. <laughs> <laughs> First sweep of the game. The correct answer is osmosis. I was going to say osmosis. Should have said it. I thought osmosis Uh, was water's movement through. I know that very Water, it's yeah, Yeah. it's liquid. Man, that way, that way, it stays moist. Yeah, that that makes God bless Bess. Bess, if I could turn back time. All right. At the end of round one, Davo has 10, Andy has 15, and Kells has 20. I cannot believe I'm still in this game after that round. Stumbling out of the blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to movies. Okay. What bathroom accessory does John Candy's character sell in the Thanksgiving movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I'm locked in. Oh, darn it. Um, locked in. Locked in? Dave, <laughs> no? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is one of my late father's favoritest movies. He would belly laugh through the entire thing. John Candy's character sold... Shower curtain rings. Yes. Andy? Um, and I'm going to have to appeal to you. I locked in with shower curtains. Hmm. Kels? Shower curtain rings. Rats. I get it. Yeah. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Dave, since, since you have the closest personal connection to this movie, should I give Andy half points for that or no? Uh no. Okay. Because that he there is a very important scene. There's a bit in the in the show about where John Candy's talking to Steve Martin about his uh shower curtain rings and which ones sell the best, and it's driving Steve Martin's character crazy. That's fair. Everything is in that movie. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Andy, you'll like this one. Question two. What folk musician starred in the nineteen sixty-nine film adaptation of his song Alice's Restaurant Massacre? Detailing events that happened after having Thanksgiving dinner with his friends. Locked in. Locked in? We listen to this every Thanksgiving. Yep. And sometimes I listen to it just for fun. Yeah. I'm going to write down the wrong answer and be very upset with myself. I'm locked in. Andy? Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. Kels? I said Conway Tweedy. Dave? No. Arlo Guthrie. The correct answer is Arlo Guthrie. <clears throat> and I can't. It's all coming I can't to me hear now. the phrase 8x10 without thinking of the 27 8x10 <laughs> color photos with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was. <laughs> 
Kels, you need to listen to that song. It was another case of blind justice. <laughs> okay. All right, question three. In this 1986 Academy Award-winning Woody Allen movie starring Michael Caine, Mia Farrow, Carrie Fisher, and Barbara Hershey, the, the movie begins and ends with family Thanksgiving dinners. Locked in. This. Locked in. I would like my Furby freebie. Ooh. All right. Kels? I believe it's Hannah and her sisters. Andy? Hannah and her sisters. Correct answer is Hannah and her sisters. So, Devo, for your Furby freebie, pick a number between one and five. Uh, I would like four, please. Four. It's a history question. How long did the Six-Day War last? Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 Neil. <laughs> I, I'm always trepidatious about these. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was six days. <laughs> so I'm going to say six days. Okay. Well, it ran from uh, June 5th through June 10th in 1967, which is six days. All right. Where did Bermuda shorts come from? Mm-hmm. There has never Panama been a Bermuda hats. Panama hats. <laughs> I don't know where the Bermuda shorts keeps coming up from. He brought them up, and then they also weren't from Bermuda. From Bermuda. <laughs> yeah, because they're British. British soldiers wore them. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Question four and Thanksgiving movies. What classic 1947 Christmas movie begins with a controversy over an intoxicated Santa in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Devo, what's your answer? I said Miracle on 34th Street. Andy? Miracle on 34th Street. And Kells? I was very tempted to put It's a Wonderful Life, but I went with uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Quick answer is Academy Award winning Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh. Okay, at the end of round two, Andy has 45 points. Davo and Kells are tied with 50. Whoa. All right. Which brings us to sports. And being a Thanksgiving episode, it's all about NFL. Question one, what is the name given to the controversial 1989 Thanksgiving Day game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles? And for a bonus, which player was at the center of the controversy? I know the name, but I don't know the player. Can I get half points for knowing the position he plays? I'll give you <laughs> one bonus point for the position, I suppose. Thank you. Because I know the position for sure, but I have no idea. Oh, boy. All right. I'm just going to put something down. Locked in. I'll take my Furby freebie now. I don't believe so. Okay. Ooh. Kels, I'm surprised. I guess this is kind of before oh. your time, though. 
I was a wee lad. Andy, what's your answer? It was the Bounty Bowl, and the Eagles put a bounty on the Cowboys kicker, but I could not tell you what his name was for a million dollars. Kels, passing, David, what's your answer? I had no idea. I forgot all about the Bounty Bowl. I, I said the Fog Bowl. Oh! And uh, that might be Randall Cunningham. Well, the correct answer is the Bounty Bowl, and the kicker was Luis Sendejas. Yeah. You know what? Unless yeah, the kicker wow. is Ray Guy, I don't care. <laughs> so I think... Bounty on a kicker. Good Lord. Well, he played yeah, for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I think he played for the Eagles yeah, and I then think... got, tra- got traded to the Cowboys, and so the Eagles put a bounty on him or something like that. Does that sound right? Because they're the Eagles, yeah. Okay. Oh, so Kels, why don't you pick a number between one and five? Uh, Let's go with two. Number two. In what country did the Portuguese water dog originate? Oh, don't do this to me. There's a flag on the play. You could have picked an easier question. Uh, (laughs) You're right. Portuguese water dog. Well, I can tell you where my mind wants me to go. <laughs> Albania. Ecuador. <laughs> I man, I don't know. Um I'm a Yeah, I'm gonna just get it out the way. I'm gonna say uh Portugal. Well, the correct answer is Portugal. Because why would, why would they call it the Portuguese water dog if it wasn't from Portugal? That would be dumb. Oh, don't you even. Kind of my head. Don't you even do that. Question two. The rules of what part of an NFL game were changed due, a, due to a controversial call by referee Phil Luckett in the 1998 Thanksgiving game between the Steelers and the Lions? Locked in. Locked in. Um, oh. Oh. Um, um, locked in. <laughs> um, I can vaguely remember Jerome Bettis being really upset. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm locked in though. Okay, what's your answer, Kels? It says the coin toss. David? Yeah, I think this was the coin toss. It was indeed the coin toss. So I watched the video of this. Supposedly, if it was Bettis, I don't remember who, he, the the ref tossed the coin in the air um, and the, the, the player started to say heads and then changed to tails, supposedly. And he took, the referee took heads as because that was the first thing that he started to say and it ended up being tails and they lost the lost it. So basically because of that controversy, which may have caused, cause that was in a, I think that was in a sudden death, wasn't it? It was a sudden death yeah. overtime. Yeah. Yeah. It was still sudden death. Yeah. And so that may have cost them the game. So the rule, they changed the rules so that the, before the, the, the coin is tossed, the answer has to be given or the, you know, the player has to call it. Right. So. Yeah, no calling it in the air. Yeah, yeah, no calling yeah. it in the air. Yeah. 
Question three, in what year did the NFL start playing a third Thanksgiving Day game in addition to the traditional Cowboys and Lions games? I'll give you, I'll take off a point for every year that you're off. Ooh. Uh, Huh. I have no idea. Nor do I. I mean, I'm locked in with statistically, it has to be before Kells was born. Usually, (laughs) almost all our questions are. But maybe (laughs) I'm locked in. Deva, I think this was relatively late. I said 2010. Hmm. Andy? I went with the Prince call of 1999. And Kels? I said 1990. Correct answer is 2006. So, Devo, you said 2010, so you got six points. Yes. Andy, you said 1999, so you got three points. Kels was way off. Got no points. Yep. Was that before you were born, Kels? Okay. No, I was alive. In, in 2006? I wasn't sure. Yeah, very much so. Question four. The Jaguars are the only current team to have never played on Thanksgiving. But what team hasn't played on Thanksgiving since 1975? And I have an easy mode for half points if you need it. The, the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, so so the Jaguars have, have never played on Thanksgiving. There's one team that has played on Thanksgiving, but not since 1975. This was one of my questions. Mm. Do you remember the answer? Um, All right. Are you I have a notion. I'm about to say. Oh. <laughs> oh you... <laughs> I have a notion. I'm locked so in. So remember, I have, I have an easy mode for, for half price. I'll tell you they're for half points, I'll tell you their division. It's like we got to pay for okay. them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take the easy mode. I'm thinking still because I know this. I'm locked in. I do not. Okay. So, Kells, for half points, they are in the NFC West. Ah, poop. <laughs> NFC West. So, uh, why not? I'll try them out. I'm locked in. Andy. I went with the Browns, but now I think it was the St. Louis Cardinals. Kels? I went with the Arizona Cardinals. And Deva. I picked the wrong West. I said the LA Chargers. Oh, you Chargers. had the wrong West, but you had the right city. It was the Los, Los Angeles Rams. Oh. At the end of round three, Devo has 66, Andy has 69, and Kells has 70. Ooh. Anybody's game. Wow. There are four points separating our players, <laughs> which brings us to game. category four, <laughs> television. The television. Question one. In the episode, The One with All the Thanksgivings, who gets their head stuck in a turkey? Locked in. Locked in. I have your hatred for friends comes seeping through your tone, Kells. <laughs> yeah. I 
have no idea I am making a total gas locked in. So, Andy, did you know that it was a Friends episode before um, Devo said that? I did because I know that the Friends did the thing with the one with blah, blah, yeah, yeah. blah. Okay. I was, I, just, I was just making sure, guys. I specifically didn't say it was Friends. I just I thought that that was part of the, the clue was the one. Yeah. All the, anyway, Kels, what's your answer? I guess Joey. Andy? I guess Joey. And Devo. <laughs> it was Monica. You know, you should be so, so proud. I have. Straight up. <laughs> really? So here's the, <laughs> here's the thing, Devo. Monica did put her head in the turkey, but she didn't actually get it. Not on that episode. Tur- no, it was on that episode, but she did it on purpose. Um, Joey's the one that accidentally got his head stuck <laughs> in the turkey. But the question did you did the question state accidentally? No, I don't. I just said stuff. There's no evidence that Monica was stuck. She just Ooh. she put it on oh, and she had some glasses on because she was making up with Chandler. And a fez. Well, yeah, she had a lot of hat on Oh my. So, but I did. Oh my goodness. I did put here in my notes Joey, and I gave half credit for Monica. Okay, because she did. You know, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I should have, you're right. I should have said accidentally. That would have made it more clear. Would that have changed your answer? Yes. Would it? Yeah. Okay. It would have. Because I know that I, I've seen every episode of Friends. Nuances of and Friends. I know why. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Was that, did I say that out loud? Sorry. You did. Sorry. Hot mic. Sorry. Remember that. <laughs> to work on that. <laughs> Question two. For two points each, name the five foods that Charlie Brown serves his guests in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think I... Kills, is that before your time, too? No, I've seen it. It is, but I've seen it, though. <laughs> I don't remember all of the food. You know, I always as as I was sitting here thinking of the foods, I started to think of tacos, but that was from <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Not Charlie. So, wow, that's not Charlie Brown. Tacos would be entirely too so. ethnic for Charlie Brown. <laughs> Very much so. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I haven't seen that in oh, years. All right, I'm just gonna write some stuff I've down. Got three for man. sure. I'm locked in. Uh, I'm locked in. All right, I'm 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 locking in. I think I got all five. <laughs> wow. All right, Kels. All right. Uh, I believe they had buttered toast, popcorn, jelly beans, ice cream, and potato chips. <laughs> okay. Dave? I had no clue. So I said uh, turkey stuffing, rolls, mashed potatoes, and gravy. How in Snoopy did we get all that together? 
um, I have ice cream, jelly beans, toast, popcorn, and candy corn. Kells and Andy both got eight points. Davo got none. The correct answer is buttered toast, pretzel sticks, popcorn, jelly beans, Mm. and an ice cream sundae. I knew candy corn wasn't good, but I would never have gotten pretzels. Makes sense. Question three. Hmm. Who uttered the immortal words, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly? Locked in. I'll take either the character or the actor. I'm locked in. I have not the slightest idea. I'm locked in with a a, a guess. Okay. David. Well, it was it was on WKRP in in Cincinnati. Mm. They were having a giveaway of turkeys. And they were giving them away by dropping them out of a helicopter. <laughs> and I believe Les Nessman is the one who said, as God is my witness, I oh, thought turkeys no! could fly. No! <laughs> Kels? Nessman is the on-air spot from the turkey drop. But the Kels. project was completely secret. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Kels' turn or mine? Kels. Oh, I'll just sit here and wait then. <laughs> I said, I said, Ted Knight. Closer in a way. That's not a bad choice. That's no. a good choice. Uh, Andy. Les is doing the on air spot, but it was top secret. Even Les didn't know what was going to happen. It was Mr. Carlson, the station manager, after the incident, that looks at Andy and goes, Oh, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Oh, yeah. Gordon Jump. Uh, the correct answer is Arthur Arthur Carlson, played yep. by Gordon Jump. Oh, I love WKRP so much. Oh, I never watched my favorite it. shows growing up. Question four. The Thanksgiving episode titled Blair Waldorf Must Pie, P-I-E, is from the 2007 season of what teen drama series? What? Oh, I'm going to make a total guess here. I'm locked in. Oh. Uh, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. <laughs> Andy? Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Deva? Degrassi. Kills. Uh... I was starting to put down Pretty Little Liars, but that's way later. I said New Girl, uh, which is probably also way later. Um, I'm not sure if it's way later, but I thought New Girl was a sitcom, not a teen drama. I didn't watch uh, it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, the correct answer uh, is Gossip Girl. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> All right, at the end of the TV episode, ground four, Devo has 71, Kells has 88, and Andy shot up with 97. Ooh, thank you, TV. Ooh. 
Which brings Man. us to history. I was uh, kind of had a tough time with this one. I didn't want to do like a, a whitewashed like elementary school history. Um, but I also didn't want to get way deep in the woods in the weeds with uh with uh genocide and all that kind of stuff so these are just facts <laughs> these are just facts about uh <laughs> question one the pilgrims moved to what country before deciding to come to the new world locked in oh, pilgrims oh. all right they made stops <laughs> <laughs> we stopped at yield seven eleven. <laughs> I'm locked in. Uh locked in. Devo. I said England. Kels. I said Iceland. Andy. Holland. So they started off in England, Devo. And then moved to Holland for yeah. a few years and while they were in Holland for a few years, they realized that their children are starting to assimilate with the heathens, and they said, screw that, we're going to move to the New World. I don't think that. <laughs> it's probably more complicated than that, but that's kind of the gist of it. It's close. I, I kind of I like that, though. I thought the rent was just too damn high. <laughs> Stupid wooden shoes. My kids aren't wearing wooden shoes. Question two. The Mayflower was actually one of two ships that were scheduled to come to America. What was the name of the other ship chartered by the pilgrims that had to turn around due to a leaking hull? Locked in. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm locked in. I think we've had this question before, and I got you it wrong. You did have this question too. before. I asked it. <laughs> yeah, I got it wrong then. Nobody got it right, if I remember correctly. Well. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that's about to change. One of us will. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who wrote the question. Yeah. Reheating them leftovers is hurting my position in the tournament, Neil. Well, so I didn't, so when I, I keep all my uh, questions in Google docs. And so if I think I might be, um, if I remember a question, I'll search through all my documents and try to find it. And I didn't find this one because of course I don't have the question because it was Andy's question. Well, my Google docs. <laughs> I'm locked in. Kels, what's your answer? I said the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> Andy? The ironically named Speedwell, which was poorly designed and couldn't actually go out in the ocean. Diva? I said the Dauntless. Oh, that sounds cool. Pirates of the Caribbean of you. Well, unsurprisingly, yeah. the correct answer is Speedwell. So I, I read that there was some some suggestion that maybe the, uh, the crew didn't actually want to go to America, so they sabotaged it. I don't know if there's any truth to that. But. Um, you know, obviously that, that kind of stuff is sketchy. What I understood was it was uh, too top-heavy and that once it, once they got it out in the ocean, they realized it was not going to be able to, to stay upright. It could be too. 
well, it's very difficult to pilot a ship with 10,000 giant buckles on the top of it. <laughs> you know, another little known fact is those were ships that were essentially for hire to the new world. Just like, you know, like getting plane tickets. The Mayflower wasn't full of pilgrims. Uh, the Mayflower had pilgrims and all sorts of other settlers. The pilgrims were just a group of people that happened to be on that ship. Oh, yeah. wow. Must have been a miserable trip. No, I was just nodding <laughs> off for a second. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just too busy winning. Yeah, <laughs> too much trip to find over here. <laughs> oh, well, actually, it's probably just the carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. I could hear you pushing your glasses <laughs> towards your face. Question three. What is the name of the Patuxet Indian that helped the pilgrims after they landed in 1620? Locked in. Locked in? What? Oh, come on. Hey, Ma, I actually got one. Did you? I, I'm sorry. What did you major in? Oh, God. History. Oh, right. History. Uh, well, you know, the yeah. pilgrims are really that historic. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I think for Devo, the, the, pil- the pilgrims are too <laughs> I, modern I, for him. I, that, uh, right. Yeah, a little with their newfangled <laughs> ideas. Newfangled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember the name of this Native American at all. Uh, man. I'm locking in with the name of a, a Native American. I bet he wrote Sequoia. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> Squanto. Devo. Cochise. <laughs> Can you imagine what, what, it, what it would have been like if the Apaches had been in, in New England when the... <laughs> right. It would have been a whole other story. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our shores. <laughs> Kels. Squanto. The answer is Squanto. Can I tell my favorite Squanto story? You know, the pilgrims arrived in our shores, and um, to Squanto, they looked like they were completely clueless. They they didn't know how to fish. They didn't know how to do anything. And and the Native Americans really genuinely began to believe that they, these these white people were um, uh, mentally disabled, essentially. And one of the things that that, that wow. struck them the most was the Puritans were really, they were genuinely hung up about sex and they were totally against nudity of any kind. They very, very rarely disrobed, ever. I mean, They're not for nudes? bathing, ever. <laughs> that's where I'm that's where so, <laughs> so early on, Squanto, presuming he had to explain this process because clearly they had no idea how to do it, brought soap <laughs> and explained like we need you to go to the creek and take the soap <laughs> and you're going to rub it all over your body because you guys really stink <laughs> so they generally thought like clearly these people have no idea how to bathe because you know they're wearing the same clothes over and over and over and over again and never bathing they were quite pugnant Pug oh. <laughs> I'm making words up now. Pungent. Pungent, yeah. 
pungent. Yes. Anyway, the correct answer is Quanto, if I didn't already say that. <laughs> that that is a good story. I hadn't heard that. I just know that Squanto was was kidnapped um, like 15 years earlier, taken to Spain and mm-hmm. spent some time in England. And that's where he learned English and came back and found that his entire tribe had been wiped out by some kind of plague. And um, it was kind of a, a tragic character but it seems like he had fun teaching the pilgrims how to bathe so and do other basic necessities like feed themselves i'm sure they were full of appreciation yeah question four who was the first president to make thanksgiving an annual holiday locked in locked in i think this was my question I'm locked in. David? Lincoln! Kels? Makes my favorite Continentals. Lincoln. Andy? Abe Lincoln, though, it technically had been experimented with before, as early as Washington. It was Lincoln that made it. Actually. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, several presidents had called for days of thanks lincoln was the first one to make it a recurring annual holiday so at the end of round five davo has 81 kells 108 andy 137 points yeah yeah he ran off with that one man turning my page good yeah i'm turning my page too for those of you that are buying these on ebay this one has doodles so our final category is music and i just kind of did a a double take because i read the first question and was like that doesn't have anything to do with thanksgiving (laughs) and then i had to i had to think back and remember that there's really not a rich musical thanksgiving history uh apart from arlo guthrie so these are just songs that have the word thank you in them somewhere (laughs) Oh, <laughs> fantastic! <laughs> Sometimes I get tired and just want to finish, and so. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're human. <laughs> and and this one is kind of a freebie for Kells. I know he knows the answer. We've talked about it before, but I love, I love the song so much that I put it in there anyway. <laughs> Question one. Thank you, parentheses, for letting me be mice elf again was a number one hit for in in 1970 for what multiracial funk band? Locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. It's basically thank you for letting me be myself, but they spell it weird. They spell it the best way. (laughs) It is a good way. Phonetically, anyway. Uh, My... Gosh, I'm I'm dying over here. I think there's only one. I think uh, there's only one kind of famously multiracial funk band from that era. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, there's. I'm sure there are others. I'm, but yeah, I'm say. so <laughs> up on the on the funk. <laughs> All right, I'm putting a band down. This is yeah. Devo's wheelhouse. Bring the funk, Devo. Totally. Andy, are you locked in? Oh, I'm locked in. Okay, what's your answer? Sly and the Family Stone. 
David. Woo! Really? Sly and the Family and Stone. Jones. Ha-ha. Sly and the Family Stone. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> Question two. Thank you, and in this case, you is spelled you was a top 40 mm-hmm. hit in 1998 for what Canadian singer-songwriter in the follow-up to her 1995 massive hit album? Locked in. I'm locked in. I got a guess. I'm locked in. David? Alanis Morissette. Kels? I hope this followed-up jagged little pill... That would be the massive one, I'm guessing. Uh, Alanis Morissette. And Andy. It did. Alanis Morissette, supposed former infatuation junkie. The correct answer is Alanis Morissette. Question three. Thank You, released in 2001, was the first single from the second album of what 15-year-old rapper? And I have an easy mode if you need it. Ooh. Oh my. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm all about this one. <laughs> I did not know he was. Really? I'm locked in, but I. The timeline's not making any sense to me. Well, there's an easy mode if you want to sacrifice nope. half points. Nope. Because I can't imagine what in. else it could be. All right, Kels. I went with Lil Bow Wow. Andy? Slim Shady. David. Oh, when What? Did you say me? Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Huh? yeah it's your turn <laughs> to answer your question. Okay. Uh, I said Lil Bow Wow. Correct answer is Lil Bow Wow. Okay. So all I can think of is Yay. Slim Shady and, and Dido did the duet. Thank you. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. That's no, Dido's song. Right, but Slim Shady uses it in um, Stan. I hope that's not the next question. Oh. And you blew it for yourself. It's time. Never mind. Okay. No, but yeah, Stan. <laughs> Stan samples Thank You by Dido. Thank you. And that's why I was getting it mixed. That's why I was saying this didn't make sense to me. The timeline didn't make sense, but it's all I could come up with. Yeah. <laughs> question four. This is a little obtuse, but. Who had a 1975 hit with a song praising his deity for a rural upbringing? What is the title? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say the title. I'm asking for the singer. Uh, what, repeat the question. <laughs> who had a 1975? Who had a 1975 hit with a song praising his deity for a rural upbringing? That's what I thought you said. I just thought you, uh, those are just words you threw together. No. It's not a song. He's being, no. he's being coy. Or he's, he's being I very said it coy. was obtuse. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Is that the actual title of the song? Uh, no. Yes. No. <laughs> you remember- See, I know the title of the song. I just don't know who, who did it. You don't remember that song by Donna Summer? <laughs> I don't think we're talking about it anymore. I thought it was by Telly Savalas. 
as Blofeld. No. Say it again. <laughs> Who had a 1975 hit with a song praising his deity for his rural upbringing? His rural upbringing. Oh, duh. All right, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm locked in. Now oh, I get oh. it. Now I get it. All right. Is that everybody? Okay. Wait, I'm not. No, okay. no. Hold on. I don't know. Oh, boy. I know the name. I know what the song is. I don't know who sings it. Really? At all. Uh, yeah, really. See, that's why I didn't <laughs> want to put the name of the song in the question, because I thought that was too obvious. It's pretty obvious, yeah, once you figure it out. That's actually a very clever question, <laughs> Neil. I just wasn't picking up what you were laying down. Oh, thank you. I'm locked in. Andy? Thank God I'm a Country Boy by John Denver. Dave? I said George Jones. Kels? John Denver. Correct answer is John Denver. All right. At the end of round six, Devo is in third place with 111. Kels has 148. And Andy, 167. Oh, boy. All right, so here's our final question. A few years ago, 538.com did an unscientific poll where they took 97 different Thanksgiving foods and presented them in pairs to uh, uh, over 7,000 people to pick their favorite ones. Basically, they kind of did a, a hot or not kind of thing between these different foods. Mm-hmm. So I have a list of the top 10 foods. Uh, some notes on that. I removed turkey because mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of too obvious. And I removed different preparations of the same food type. So, for example, they had in their list of 97 foods, they had roast turkey, smoked turkey, and deep fried turkey as separate items. <clears throat> if I had left turkey in, I would have just made it turkey. Right. God. So these are. Yeah. So these are. Uh, anyway, so I have the top 10. And you just need to name. Name. All 10 of them for 10 points each. Oh, uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bobble. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. All right, let's start with third place. Davo, what are your answers? Well, um, since I am very far behind, I just kind of wrote down stuff that I've had on Thanksgiving. Uh, I said uh, ham, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin pie, Jello, that weird, you know, the weird mm-hmm. Jello salad with funky fruit in it, with marshmallow, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, a relish plate. A relish? Uh, well, no, it's a, just the vegetables that are cut up. Oh, okay. I got you. Like, like celery and carrots and radishes and stuff like that. Black olives. Hmm. Um, green bean casserole, 
I also said pecan pie because dang, that's good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, does it come with gravy? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, <clears throat> Kels? I kind of went the same route as uh, Devo as far as just listing things I've had. So I have a uh, dressing, uh, macaroni and cheese, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie, ham, green bean casserole, cornbread, greens, cranberry sauce, and, oh. <laughs> and I threw in corn. And Andy, I kept mine a little more basic after your description about the three variations of turkey would just be turkey. So I have stuffing, gravy, bread slash rolls, cranberries, Mm. green beans, potatoes, ham, mac and cheese, pumpkin. And sweet potato. Okay. Let me tally up your scores here and I'll see how we're doing. Here's the answer starting starting at 10. Uh, rolls okay. for number 10. What? Pecan yeah. pie. Yay. Uh, sweet potatoes. Yay. Yeah. Cranberry, cranberry sauce. Yeah, that green gross. beans. Yeah. Apple pie. Oh. Number four is gravy. Don't pretend like you don't <laughs> gravy. Uh, number three, pumpkin pie. Yeah. Two, mashed potatoes. Yeah. And number one, stuffing. Yeah. The sweet potato, sweet potato probably probably doesn't count then, huh? No, I give you okay. sweet potatoes. Yeah, I just I I just didn't change it in my list. It was there. There were multiple sweet potatoes oh. on the list, but this one was. So I can probably not green beans. So green bean casserole. Green beans, yeah. So I got oh cool. I included. Well, so Devo, for you, I I gave you credit for everything but ham, jello, and the relish plate. Yeah. So you you got 70 points. This brings you to 181, and currently you're in the lead. Oh wow. (laughs) Hey. Woo. (laughs) Kells, I couldn't give you credit for corn. The greens, cornbread, ham, or mac and cheese. So you got five correct yeah, that's, that's for 50 points, <sighs> taking you to 198 and currently the lead. <sighs> However, probably no surprise to anybody, Andy did the best. I've been training for this my whole life. Dinner quiz. That's one way of putting it. The only ones you missed, Andy, are, were the ham and the mac and cheese. I told you this was an unscientific poll that 538.com. <laughs> so there's probably, probably a bunch of new, uh, new England Yankees who, who did this. <laughs> so anyway, Andy, you got 80 points, which brings you to oh 247 God. and the lead Woo-hoo! and the win. Oh my gosh. Kells in second and Devo, not too distant. Pretty third, distant. But <sighs> it doesn't really matter. Does it really matter how far third you are? It just matters that you're third. <laughs> I am third. <laughs> the standings are since we were all tied up before, 
Andy is in the lead in the tournament with 17 points. Kells has 16, and Davo has 15. So it's it's all coming down to the next game. And then the game after that. The final game. <laughs> that's how it works, Davo. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, good job, Andy. Thank you. From all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Devo with Kells. Uh, we may not have it all together, but uh, together we have it all. Andy. Hey there, gorgeous. You have a shot of gravy on me. So long, Ladle Brainers. <laughs> and Neil. Andy, I want you to know you're not alone. Irma Bombeck once said, I come from a family where gravy is considered a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> Signing off. Uh, greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or Facebook's more your deal. You can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, brainladletrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.